0: He said, like, oh, that's what uh, happens, you know, when an engineer has a problem. I said, I am not an engineer. He said, you know, an engineer isn't a, <laughs> a job title. It's a state of mind. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Again? Good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We're here with our second podcast of the week. Now, we're on our second podcast because we kind of have some extra time on our hands waiting for some jobs to come in. So, we figured we'd fill out the time doing this podcast. So, this is our second weekly podcast of the American Craftsman podcast. I got to write this stuff.
2: Not bad. Not bad.
1: Now, I just wanted to do a couple of things. I wanted to do a shout out to uh, my daughter, Kendall. It's her birthday today. So, happy happy birthday, Kendall, even though she's in Aruba right now
2: a good life be and
1: uh, also I want to shout out to you all, our sponsors out there uh, we don't have any yet but <laughs> we are looking for sponsors so if you want to sponsor us we're not ashamed to plug you
0: yeah, this as long is as the, it's not Ryobi. <laughs> exactly oh we do one, have we do have our table. scruples yes yeah. yeah.
1: But we uh so that's our short introduction today. So now we're going to do what we did yesterday. We're introducing uh, the beer of the week. All right, and it was Rob's choice this, this week. Yep, and wow. we have no idea what he picked.
2: Yeah, as as you know from the first, if you're still here after that <laughs> first episode, my uh, drink of choice is Guinness, and everybody expected me to bring a Guinness. Uh but instead I reached into the cooler for an old classic and uh, nobody knows what it is except me. I'm gonna reach back here
0: and get it. Yeah, if it came in a four pack and bottles and it's not innocent gun.
2: Ah put this down gently. Yeah, I'm sure if you watched
0: the first you heard the um the rumble of uh, beer bottles or beer cans rather on the bench. So I We I've, have a solution for that. Yeah, so I picked up some grelsch.
2: Um of course, when you're younger, the cap is uh, quite cool, and it's still cool now, even though I'm an old dude. And uh, this was one of the first like, super premium exotic beers I ever remember getting my hands on. It's got a beautiful bottle, yeah. beautiful crisp uh, beer to drink, and uh, I thought everybody would enjoy it. So here we are, beer of the week. Shout out, Grolsch. Cool. Let's, let's pop it open.
0: How'd you do that so easy? Push it. Yeah. This is, we forgot to have a cheers last time. Yeah. Cheers. Oh. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you don't have headphones on because that was probably very loud.
2: Ah, it tastes like I remember. Yeah.
0: Grocer's good. I think they just um, redesigned the bottle. Uh, no, that was Stella Artois. Yeah. We just saw they changed the bottle or something. Now, we're not heavy drinkers, really. We'll we'll no, probably no. <laughs> end
2: a week, you know, especially during the warmer months. We'll go out and we'll we'll sit on the deck and we'll probably have a beer or two um, and just Burn talk some about scrap wood, maybe yeah, start a fire and and talk about the week. Uh, but it's just a great way to share
0: some time and uh, and converse, unwind,
2: exactly, that- yeah.
0: So I think, uh, Rob, you're going to tell us a little bit today about um, uh, yeah. you know, how you got into woodworking. So this is uh, just episode
2: number two, so we're still really introducing ourselves. Um, I came into woodworking just like Rich from another career.
1: You an accountant?
2: Mm, no, actually, yeah. that's not my strong suit. That's that, good news. I, yeah.
1: <laughs> if there's a job out there, Rob has done it.
2: Trust me. Except for an accountant. That's yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I kind of came in through the artistic side. I I have an educational background in drafting and uh, technical drawing. That's what they used to call it. And architectural work, engineering. My first uh, major in college was architecture and drawing, and it it just kind of bored me sitting behind um, the desk for three and four hours in those labs, and that's when I realized I just couldn't do it. But, uh, you know, I went to art school as well and um, uh, for just regular drawing and painting, and, and that's, that's kind of my take on things. It's probably what I bring most um, to the business. The other guys are probably a little bit more accomplished woodworkers than I am. And, uh, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, the way I fell into this was uh, purely by accident. I, I was a musician for the first, you know, chunk of my life up until my early 30s. Uh, <laughs> no, no insurance, no anything like that, you know, pretty much just living off, uh, uh, you know, acquaintances. A dollar in a dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as I was working as a musician... Every now and again, there'd be low points. Oh, excuse and me, one, but this
1: this stuff's good.
2: Yeah, mm. yeah, oh yeah. Worked in the restaurants, like like most of us, washing dishes and whatnot. And I worked my way up inadvertently to becoming a chef, and actually uh, worked at all these really nice places in San Francisco. And uh, didn't you actually cook for the president too? I cooked for
0: President Clinton while he was sitting president. Yes. Yeah, give a little, like, uh, timeline of, like, because you've been all over the You've lived all over the country. That's true. That's true.
2: Born in Brooklyn. uh, Moved out to uh, a little city outside Phoenix, Arizona in the 70s. Um, Went to high school in China Spring, Texas, a little town outside Waco.
1: (laughs) Private joke.
2: Um. Then, uh, this from, is pre, uh, pre-Branch Davidians, Waco. Yes, yes. Okay. This is, I graduated high school in 1980, so that'll tell you how long ago that was. From there, I went to Arizona State University, Tempe, Arizona. That's where I, uh, my first major was uh, architecture and then engineering. Um, from there, uh, my band took me out to San Francisco for the first time. Uh, the band took me back to New York. I uh, lived there th- Till 91, went back to San Francisco, still playing music, and that's when
0: I started doing some catering. Worked for Taste Caterers in
2: San Francisco.
0: So speaking of the music, the intro song and the outro song is actually Rob's band from, is that second stint in San Francisco or first? Uh,
2: Second, yeah,
0: second stint. That
2: was like 91, 92, mm-hmm. Moose. Good song. We were together for about three months. (laughs) A lot of of short-lived stuff going on in my life. So yeah, I cooked, and you know, I really loved cooking for a living. But again, it just it was no stability in my life, and so I said, I'm going to move back to New York. I'm going to become a teacher, uh, and I'll have my pension and all that stuff. And so that's what I that's what I had my eye set on. I went back to New York. I did it. I got my degree uh, in history from the new school in New York City, uh, which I really enjoyed. And I started teaching. I was teaching history at Canarsie High School, actually, the area of Brooklyn where I was born, Canarsie, Brooklyn. And uh, I met my wife, also a teacher. We got married, moved to New Jersey shortly after that. And while I was waiting to get my teacher's license, because you have to have a new license for each state, I thought to myself, well, I'll backtrack a little bit. We bought a house that was built in like 1900, so it needed a lot of work. And I started fixing things up, and I had a couple of tools here and there, and I'd always dreamed of it like a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. I'd done volunteer work. I happened to meet Norm Abrams back, you know, Norm from New Yankee Workshop when I was doing volunteer work. But woodworking was just a pie-in-the-sky dream back then. It was... There was nothing. Everything I knew I learned from books and watching New Yankee Workshop. But while I was waiting for a job, I said, let me just make a sign and put it in my front yard. <laughs> Here we are, 20 And lo and behold. <laughs> 20 years later. I mean, I, sometimes I just pinch myself. I started, I worked two years in the basement of my house with, you know, probably less tools and machinery than most people watching have Mm -hmm. you know really nothing I found that if I just really applied myself pushed myself um, and I I just came along and it was really going back to my design roots that I think propelled my early business because I was presenting things and I was also drawing them out you know with all my (laughs) drawing training Mm -hmm. and presenting them to prospective clients this is what I'd like to build you and Year by year, I got busier and busier, and uh, a couple of years in, I built this shop back here, just a you know almost a thousand square feet. It's not huge. Um, moved in, and little by little, added machinery, added knowledge. And as you know from yesterday, it was an injury that kind of yeah. cut my uh, time short. And uh, that, it was a that blessing. Old age. It was a blessing in disguise because. I met these guys, and that's that's not a platitude. That's that's real stuff. We're really good friends, and we're like family here because you know we bicker and argue, and <laughs> the, the kidding is merciless. Oh yeah! <laughs> don't mess up.
1: Oh yeah. God
2: forbid you make a mistake. <laughs> one day we'll show you one of the, one of the things we have here is known as the Wall of Shame.
0: Yeah, I don't know if, <laughs> if this is free frame. Probably not. That's my contribution (laughs) to the Wall That's right. Just one for now. (laughs) Thankfully. Mounted for all to see.
2: Yeah. So I guess, you know, to wrap that up, there's really hope for all aspiring hobbyists and things like that. Um, The thing that Rich and I did that maybe a lot of people don't do is we made that leap. We gave up something that was secure to do something that's totally insecure. And even... All these years on, it's still not a secure profession. Right. We we go from job to job many times.
1: Oh, well, wait. Thanks to my wife's fat pension, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm able to do this.
0: Cheers to the... <laughs> <laughs> our silent benefactor. Love That's you, right. honey.
2: <laughs> ah, good stuff. So, Jeff, what's our talking point today? Um,
0: so... Um, if you guys follow Rockler on Instagram, you know, they post every now and now uh, now and again, these, um, just sort of questions and you can respond to them. Uh, they had one a couple weeks ago that actually, you know, we started talking about, um, and I talked to a couple other people about, which I thought was a good one. Um, if you had only two power tools in the entire shop, this is anything that takes a battery gets plugged in. Um, what would they be? Right. So a, a drill is a power tool. Right. Just want well, to... And only
1: to a table saw. So it's don't think of it as uh, when I first was posed this question I was thinking of drills and uh, jigsaws and things like that.
2: Not
0: but yeah, it's machine, really. Yeah, any machine it's, or... it's
1: machinery too. And, and combo
0: machines don't count. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> for yeah. this for this conversation. Yeah. Which machine? Combo machines. Okay, so no yeah. no we joiner planer. Any. We don't have it. No, we don't know. Well, it doesn't have to be the tools that we have. If, you, uh, if sure. you had to set up a shop and it was all hand tools and two things that took electricity, electricity of some or sort. if you wanted a gas compressor, I guess that's fine. Yeah.
1: I would definitely have a kegerator first. I mean, no. <laughs> I would definitely have, uh, it's a tough question. A table saw is probably the most versatile tool you're going to have. Uh, you could do a lot with a table saw. And probably the joiner. Uh, to get your edges straight and also to plane a wood down to get it flat. Uh, if that's the only two I had, those would be my choice. I, I could see that being what I could use, make the best use out of.
2: So you're going to drill holes how? Uh, like embrace? the old-fashioned
1: way. The, the old drill that had that handle, just turn it.
2: Oh, the egg beater. And screws and everything?
1: I I gave you my choices. And now you're attacking me. I'm going to wait to see what you choose.
0: <laughs> well, I guess if you had a if you had a joiner, <laughs> technically you could joint one face. And then if it was, you know, six inches or less, you could probably get it pretty close to parallel on the...
1: Table saw. And then yeah. finish it with and a hand plane. Or, or yeah, yeah, or
0: one last pass on the yeah. joiner. Right. I mean, they're good choices. I'm just...
1: Yeah, yeah I'm I, just
2: I, asking. I can't wait. I'm Just asking. Just asking. <laughs> Well, you know what's going on in that mind. He's
1: gonna do the same too. Watch. <laughs> well, those are my choices. Yeah, drills. Come on, you, need, you definitely need a drill. Uh, but that's not part of the the question. So those two things, saws. Those two tools are my my pick.
2: All right. You want me to go?
1: Uh, yeah. I can't wait for this one.
2: <laughs> I'd also take a table saw. But I, would get, I'd, I'd get a drill like a, a drill driver kind of thing, because, I mean, the, the planer is if I if I only could get rough lumber, that's an obvious choice. But I could just buy S4S lumber. Yeah. And so that would probably give me the the best uh, of the you know the things that I would need to. You could cut simple joinery on the table saw you could run grooves you put dado blades on there can make tenons uh you know you can get things pretty close to to square we got a sliding uh miter gauge and all that stuff i Mm -hmm. i can't see going wrong there i mean there's a couple of tools that are close and then what do we use most besides i mean besides your tape measure what do we have in our hands most all day long
0: yeah, you know, on the finished product, there's not a lot of use of the drill, but right. in the, all the, the carcass work and, um, you know, you don't have a compressor, <laughs> right. so there's no nailing together the box. Yeah. I mean, That's if we true. were
2: just building, you know, the small pieces of furniture with all the joiner and everything, but a typical yeah, you making cutting boards. Yeah, I mean, it all has interior casework. Th- those types of those pieces are very rare where we're not using some type of plywood substructure mm-hmm. and all that other stuff.
1: Okay, smarty pants. I'm
2: surprised you didn't pick the
0: biscuit joiner, Rich. No. Yeah. That was on my list too. It was seen that and the table saw. The biscuit joiner or the riffler. You could yeah. maybe rip something with a biscuit joiner. There's a lot yes, of small pants. Yeah she can. Power riffler? Oh yeah. Power riffler too. Yeah. Oh well, that's a good idea.
1: <laughs> don't steal my tool a little week. <laughs>
2: Jeffrey? Yeah, I don't
0: know. I've been torn on the whole um question I'm um, between a you know a really well set up bandsaw and a table saw um you know because i mean we do a lot on our bandsaw and it's- yeah i mean you could rip on a bandsaw that's set up well and clean up an edge you know with just a couple passes you know of a hand plane um and then you can also cut curves yeah you can't cut any curves no. on the table saw Now, it depends on what kind of work you're doing because, you know, in all honesty, we don't really deal with a whole lot of curves. Um, So the table saw, you know, with this question, you kind of have to change your entire thing (laughs) that you're doing. We couldn't do what we're doing with two tools. Yeah,
2: that's how we have to sort of set the stage.
0: So if I wanted to build the things that I like to build, I'd probably go with the table saw because um, that's just more, it works more with sort of that style of, of work. And then I'd have to go with the drill because the drill is, I mean, I have three right here that are constantly, yeah. constantly being used. And you know who's
2: always going to want to borrow our drill? Me. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> course, I would be in big trouble yeah. if, he, if Rich called in his voucher. <laughs> no, he only have one yeah, tool. he <laughs> wouldn't have one tool. That's right.
1: It'd be my drill.
0: Well, so if, let's say... all. We each got to pick two yeah, to that was make a really, shot. I was gonna ask you that so there were six. What would, what would six we tools? do? Yeah.
1: Uh, which two tools would we pick? So if I stick with the table saw and the joiner, what would you add to that?
2: Yeah, I'd probably, uh, I'd go with the bandsaw and um,
0: maybe, a, you know, the planer. We would, we would if What about the
1: drill? You're leaving the drill out? somebody still got to pick the drill. He's gonna pick yeah, the I'm going to pick drill. the
0: drill. Okay. So we got table saw, bandsaw, planer, and joiner. Um, I mean, <laughs> that's pretty much everything that you need aside yeah. from a drill, and I'm gonna say compressor because being able to run pneumatic tools—that's a good—you know, the tool itself isn't a power tool, right? It it's just, an art, right? So you can run a sander, a pneumatic sander. Think about hand planing or hand sanding every single thing, because if you don't have right. any power tools aside from yeah. a table saw and a—is that kind of a a, a trick?
2: Uh, quest, uh piece though the compressor and cuz now we're given that
0: we're saying we can use sanders and everything. Yeah, but it's a pneumatic sander. All right.
2: Thought so you that think that's
0: uh... it'd be like using a jig on your uh table saw. <laughs> All right. I'm going to allow it. it's oh, <laughs> the judge <laughs> and
1: the
2: MC. Judge, <laughs> judge <laughs> jury and executioner. That's it. <laughs> it's done. All right. So, uh, you know, like you guys uh if there's somebody out there that has something to say, Right in. Well, tell us your two. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, what would you pick? You people out And why? There. Tell us. Why. I mean, I'm not
0: gonna lie. Barry over here. This is our. Uh, we have a. <laughs> a uh, not sure how much is in frame. 38 uh, inch double drum sander from Woodmaster,
1: made in the USA. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Customer service
0: absolutely horrendous. Uh, but the machine, once you spend a couple months and a couple hundred dollars in parts, and um, uh, you, we became w- the expert we, yeah. Yeah. At your head on the east coast. It works coast pretty with good. This, this machine. Yes,
2: we've we've taken Barry apart to the point where we weren't sure we could. Put them back together again yeah (laughs) and she's doing good yeah
0: Yeah. good it uh yeah it's a good tool for um flattening stuff out basically we
2: build a lot of big hardwood tops we don't uh ban plywood for tops of furniture whether it's a table or even a bench seat or something like that so it saves us a ton of time we run it through um and we use a pretty coarse grit, you know. Of course, we're gonna yeah. find sand. Yeah, well, it has two
1: two grits. We had hundred on the front and one twenty on the back.
0: Yep. Yeah, and it's nice to be able to um, plane everything, and then take the snipe off through there. Everything ends up, you know, whether it's an inch or three quarter or whatever you're trying to get to. That way, yeah. all of your parts are the same thickness. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been it's been a headache, but it's <laughs> been worth it. We got it for <laughs> yeah. Barry, yeah, uh, a thousand bucks. Yeah.
2: We cursed Barry once a Yeah, We probably put about that much into it
0: yeah yeah we, yeah, we yeah at least was, 500 yeah. in parts and then time labor yeah, yeah there's m- way more yeah
1: i'll tell you the story one time about me taking off the uh, velcro that was on there for <laughs> forever how it took me a whole day to get it off uh
2: jeff showed you how to do it on the second yeah video. the
1: second one it came off one two three that one i had to take off no it wasn't going to work that way
2: it was about six
0: hours worth of scraping oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and my hands acetone all over my hands
0: we got it into the shop pretty Yeah, it was yeah. E- easily compared to, you know, how it could have went. Yeah. Out of that that
1: of would car. have been a good video to have of us getting this machine into the shop.
0: Yeah. Now, I mean, this is, it's basically a four foot cube um, and it weighs about 1200 pounds. It's got a seven and a half horsepower motor that, you know, makes the one corner way heavier than the rest. So it was, um, you put it on an engine, voice, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Harbor Freight is good for Shout something. out to Harbor Freight. Yep. <laughs> and then we sold it. And then we sold it. <laughs> yes. Immediately yes. after that.
2: <laughs> we're, we're into the recycling. Yeah. Um, even our old tools, like when when our old tools go off to die, we usually just sell them here locally on Craigslist for really pennies on the dollar. Or we yeah. sometimes we give away the tools just to just to keep them in service, give them some. But he was, you know, learning the skills Mm -hmm. and the trade and and give him a leg up. Yeah. Like people gave to us.
0: Yeah.
1: Except my tools when I got here. Uh, My tools happened to disappear into the uh, wastebaskets somewhere. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. I took off one day. No comment. I came back. I don't know what happened to it.
0: (laughs) It's like that plane that Rob took.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I'm not. (laughs) Well, speaking of tools, uh, this tool of the week or tool of the day, whatever. Um, So I'm up. And what I picked is it just happens to be another Veritas tool. So this is the six-inch precision square. That's mine. This this (laughs) lives in my Calavera apron (laughs) back there. I didn't didn't want to put mine on and be uncomfortable. Um, It's hot so I keep it here sort of in the right breast pocket and it's just great Um, it's exactly three quarters of an inch wide so you can use it to check your four quarters stuff when it's milled drawing square lines connecting dots on you know random angles it's just a great square. Checking the corner on a piece of wood. Yeah, right, you yeah. know, checking things for square.
1: Scraping glue out of the corner of a box. Yeah, know, I I've used that. it for
0: that. Yeah, <laughs> prying. I've pried open paint uh, can cans of finish with it <laughs> gingerly. Yeah, you know, something I had to do is actually round these two corners over because I constantly, I'm you know, I cut my arm open on it all the time. Um, but I think actually we all have. Yeah, one. you guys have. Oh, yeah,
2: too. we have one. That's that's something that you know confirms the. The tool of the week's uh, credibility. Um, typically, somebody will get a new tool, the others will admire it, maybe mock it a little. <laughs> in my case, I get that, I get that most often. Um, but then the real compliment comes when the others go out and get one of their own. Yeah. Because
0: uh, w- there's quite a few yeah. triple kits in the Oh, shop. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and this actually, uh, <clears throat> main USA. So, I'm Veritas is subbing it out to somebody, not quite sure who, but um, doesn't look like Starett, but maybe um, you know one of the other companies. Yeah.
2: We're like a commercial for Veritas sometimes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we well a lot of their smaller hand items are reasonably priced mm-hmm. and really great value. I mean, we have a lot of marking stuff from them. Yeah.
1: Well, see, tool, uh, Jeff being the tool snob, anything yeah. he gets, you know, it's going to be good. So <laughs> we all uh, we all watch when he comes in to see if he's got anything new. <laughs> That's something we would like to get.
2: That, sometimes we get hell-bent on trying to find a better version of what yeah. he has. Yeah, it's not going to happen. We no. we haven't been able to do it yet. Nope. I mean, one day, Rich and I were here. <laughs> Jeff, where were you? What what happened that day? Oh, that he was, was just
0: doing side I, work. Work. I was working from home. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. And... Uh, so Jeff's always telling us, one of the things that's like a, a bugaboo here is this magnetic... The bit holder. Yeah. And when the bit comes out... What many you got in there?
1: I, got, I have two now. I have, it's I really,
2: it really annoying. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. You know, for a while, I had these... Um, that had, like, a little screw top on and a washer. And they worked for quite a while. Yeah, it's but yeah, then I'm they started coming. giving way. And Jeff, what? who do you have yours from?
0: I like the uh, snappy two-and-a-half-inch bit holder, whatever yeah. it's called. And it's, it's got
2: a monster of a magnet. So Jeff has been, you know, sort of, like, lording this over us now for... Made in Texas. A couple of... Uh,
1: yeah, that's snappy. We're looking for a sponsor. Months.
2: And so one day, Jess down here and Rich and I get on the internet, the two old dudes. No,
0: first you, <laughs> you texted me and yes. said, Can you order some bit holders? Yeah, and I said, two I'm not these. ordering those bit holders.
1: Well, oh, they because they, they were made in a uh, Asian Asian uh, oh, marketplace. Yeah. That's
0: right. That's right. Regardless of where they made, they yeah. they're not as good as as it could be. Yeah. So we decide we were gonna uh,
2: dive into the German tool market, KC Tool Co. And <laughs> well, we, get, we got a couple that uh, I don't even know if we can pronounce the, one of them. Well, one's the, a Vera. A Vera. A Vera yeah. And the yeah. other one what is, is a. Is a door?
1: Yeah, no, this is a Vera. Vera.
0: Both of them?
1: Yeah, I think this one is, is too.
0: Is it? No, you got a stall, a Starwall. Yeah, maybe. yeah, Stala, that's what it was.
1: Stalwall, and uh, this is a Vera.
2: Vera. Yeah. Rich speaks German. And good, but not as good. See? They have flaws. And oh, when I tell you me. they were it's st- not inexpensive, that's an understatement. But yeah. we were overjoyed. We were like, wait till he sees our German <laughs> bid holders. I, I mean, the, that we could tell in the first 15 minutes of use that they weren't going to, to dominate the shop.
0: It was
1: So our, our big balloon was quickly uh, deflated.
0: So shout out to, yeah, I mean, one thing I do is if I, if I'm not happy with a tool, I'm going to find a different one because yeah. there's so many, so many options out there. Yeah. So Especially somebody... something small like that. That's 10, 15 bucks to replace. It's not worth the headache to sh- struggle every single day with Yeah. 'Cause
2: Cause like we were talking about, what do we have in our hands almost, you know, yeah. every day, some kind of drill or driver. hmm situation beer <laughs> Th- that too but uh, during the work day so is that well, should we go up to the next uh, topic yeah yeah
1: now this this is a this is a, not a, it's not a strange topic but uh, being in a a, a a lot of different shops through the course of my lifetime uh, I was always curious what how people dress uh, in a shop. What's their favorite clothing to wear? It sounds silly, but uh, some shops are pretty uh, rigid on what you should wear. You should wear their T-shirt with their name on it. You go out on installs, you should have their T-shirt on, their hat on, their jacket on, their underwear on, and so forth and so on. Socks? Socks, too. But uh, for other times, the most shops, it's just people, just regular guys, just wearing what they feel comfortable in. Some guys wear sneakers in the shop. Some guys wear steel-toed shoes. Some guys, like right now, wearing sandals in the shop.
2: <laughs> yeah, they don't see that. They, they don't see that. But
1: for me personally, I happen to like a cut-off shirt. I, I don't know why. It's just I want to show these guns off, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? But ever since, every time people know me, they know I buy a T-shirt, and the first thing I do is I cut the sleeves off. I just like the freedom of movement and all that, and I just don't like that clothing hanging down this part of the arm. It's just me. And I wear hiking shoes when I, uh, when Pretty I work. Pretty flexible. Yeah, and that hurt.
0: You're going to feel that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, usually a pair of shorts uh, or some lightweight hiking pants that are nylon. Yeah. that can easily, uh, they dry off and they're lightweight and all.
2: I mean, our shop's pretty well conditioned. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And I always wear a hat. It's part of me. That's who I am.
2: Yeah, And your reading glasses.
1: And my reading glasses, my clickets.
2: Yeah. But, uh, you know, also, you're talking about stuff, shop gear that's not a tool.
1: Yes. I have a a, a bib that I got for my birthday from my uh, partners here. This is a Calavera uh, bib. Uh, they put the cowboy blue on here for me, so <laughs> oh, I'm a yeah. big cowboy fan. So uh,
2: unfortunately, yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's it's a, it's heavy duty. It's 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 heavy, but it's got all the spots I need. I might make some modifications to it now that I got it to uh, add some extra things to put tools in and all that. Yeah. But I like to keep four pencils, four or five pencils. In there That's that accountant. Yeah, talk, no, I just it? I don't like to be without a pencil. Then I have my big marking pencil.
0: Yeah, and what do you think of that?
1: I like this. This is a, this is a nice... The only problem is you got to sharpen it. Yeah. But for writing on lumber, and it comes, you can change the Looks lead like, out to a white.
2: Two millimeter or five millimeter? That's
0: two well, how millimeter? do I know? Looks like two millimeter. It's yeah.
1: big. Uh, and it, it can change up. out the white when we're working with walnut and you want to mark the boards when you're cutting them to say this is specifically for a side, this is for the top and all that, so... Uh, this comes in handy. I, I, I love this thing.
2: What's this?
1: And this here, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but these are the ashes of my uh, one of my <laughs> parents. No, this, this, is, this is the remote control for uh, the vacuum set, the dust system here. So if I press this, it'll make a noise and it'll probably cause some problems with the, the speaker. So I'm not going to do that. So we have more control. It's it's set up over there in that corner and each one of us have one of these. And I keep it on my on my bed. Because it's
2: in another room outside yeah. the shop. Yeah. So yeah.
1: we just it's easy just to press it and get the vacuum system going, get the the gates open and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, this is this is what I wear. You always see me with a cutoff on, even in the wintertime.
2: Yeah. Well we got the heat on in, in here oh, in the yeah. winter yeah. Oh, we're spoiled.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's about 72, um, 365 in here. That's right. Now, when
1: I was in that fictitious <laughs> Tom shop.
2: It's hat and gloves, no it joke. It was, yes.
1: And in the summertime, you died. Oh, yeah. is yeah, yeah. It was hot in
2: there. Yeah. It's good for the uh, the wood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the finishers loved it. Oh, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Oh, God.
1: Well, that's another story. Yeah. But Rob, what do you like
2: yeah, to well, wear? I mean, obviously, I'm wearing my Calavera apron. You can see uh, Mike, um, we're a big fan of his, not just because he does custom work and because he does it, you know, here in the States, but you can see right off the bat, Rich and I have two really different products here. Um, And Mike makes these by hand, per order. This This is what you should get when you get something called custom and right. and I, I think i'm going to get into that a little bit later but yeah the the apron's indispensable um you know you you keep your stuff in here like rich you know i keep my pencils i have a a ring you know <laughs> there's <is> another one
0: <laughs> how long did it take you to find that pencil <laughs> about yeah, three I, months yeah raw, i, I raw. Probably went
2: through about six or seven expensive pencils not that these are cheap i mean this is an aluminum body these are um, but this is another one of our, our little, uh, idiosyncratic things. Is yeah. that R- re- Rob
1: Weinstein um, spent the whole day looking for a <laughs> tape measure that was made, uh, not in China. And yeah. Yeah, was was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was more than a day. It was. It might've been a week.
2: <laughs> yeah. Finding a German Yeah. We couldn't, we
1: couldn't find it. We found yeah. tape measures that were made in Germany, but the tape itself was from China.
2: Yeah. The the other issue is that everything European is going to be on the metric system. Right, that's true too. Or a comp, you know, yeah. is that a combo? This is a combo. That was the that was the closest thing I could find. I um, can't do it. And and it's small, so for measuring larger things, I, you know, I use my Japanese tape measure.
1: That's not the smallest one you got. though. No, it's not. <laughs> too bad you don't have your mini pencil around. Yeah, I, I lost, lost it. I <laughs> lost it. <laughs> it was too small.
2: Uh, But I did just, I mean, I talked to Mike today at Calavera, and uh, he's going to make me a little addition to my apron, a little leather holster for my pocket plank. Yeah, for his pocket plank. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so it's going to be a true apron plank, so I'm going to be able to carry it around with me, you know?
1: And we spoke to Mike today, and uh, he's interested in being on our podcast down the future, so. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the second person. I already spoke to somebody else that was interested, so. Any of you guys out there that do woodworking or want to be on the podcast, yes, send us a drop us a note.
2: Yeah, wh- yeah. where's Mike? North Carolina? Or South. South? Oh, he's in Charleston. Yeah, so I mean, this will be all done remotely. We're gonna have yeah. to figure out how to do that. But... Oh, road trip. Yeah, <laughs> we'll go on the road. <laughs> Great. All right, yeah, that'd well, be cool. the only other thing I think of distinction that is different for me, even though I'm wearing my sandals right now, when I w- go to work, I prefer a nice big. Heavy boot. This is a Silverado.
1: Didn't your mother ever tell you, don't put your shoe on the table? Yeah,
2: she did. Well, you know how That's that my went. bench. Yeah. <laughs> um, these are, you know, made in America, hand-stitched, double-stitched. They're made in Pennsylvania. Um, and this is the type of shoe, this is the type of footwear I prefer when I'm in the shop. Uh, uh, you know, these are known as eights, if you're like a Doc Martin wear or whatever, that's refers to the height and the eyelets. I like a safety toe. And these boots, you could, these are only like, what, two weeks old? And you can see they're already starting to show um, what goes on here and, and the type of use I put them through. Uh, when I work, I want to be secure in my feet. And I do have, uh, you know, like flat feet and bad knees. So aside from the mats that we have on the floor, I like to have some good, secure shoes and boots on whenever i'm doing any kind of work um that's my recommendation everybody out there keep your feet happy and you'll be happy yeah uh, where it. the rubber meets the road that's right there you go
0: silverado check them out yeah they're nice well me personally i wear sneakers <laughs> <laughs> I have the bad antithesis niece. of yeah, the boat <laughs> right kids today uh, I mean, I will wear boots. Yeah, when Mike we only did the deck. Yeah, we built uh, a deck in the, what, in the spring? The yes. Summer, spring? And I had on uh, we'll my boots. I spring. have a pair of Abrams that are actually made in New York State. Um, but when I'm in the shop, I found the best thing for my knees. I have um, you know little to no cartilage in my left knee from a football injury. So sneakers have been the best thing for me. Good sneakers, though. you know. Courses. Yeah, I mean, these are just like, you know, middle-of-the-road sort of Adidas that, I you know, I found. And it's my second pair of these. Um, they offer practically zero protection. Uh, so I, I just try and be careful and not, you know, drop anything. That's I can't strange. lift up the, you know, the locks on the casters yeah. with them. It's, I mean, really, I'm at risk of hurting myself. Um, but for the most part, it's pretty pretty safe if you're, if you're careful. Um, but you know, when I get home at night, my legs don't hurt. And when I wear boots, they do. So I've, I've been wearing sneakers for probably the last, I want to say four or five years, um, you know, with boots mixed in there intermittently. Um, you know, I'm a t-shirt kind of guy shorts all year long here because we keep it, you know, so warm. Um, it's a short walk over to the house, so we <laughs> have to go inside. It's fifty feet.
2: Don't tell them how spoiled we are. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Safety glasses on the power tools usually. Yep. I um I'm working on that. It's been it's been tough. Uh, actually, back to the deck. I took a piece of pressure treated in the eye, and you know that sort of whipped me into shape for a little bit here. Uh, so I finally, I found a pair that I like, I don't know, well, I see. don't know where they are yeah, but... Right
1: there. Oh yeah. The one yeah, so these
0: on. are uh, Maverick from, I don't know, KG, you can find these on Amazon. These are um, some of the best i found, they don't distort my vision like most like super curved uh, glasses do. And I got the uh, little lanyard so I can just some keep nice moving. Re- yeah, I got yeah. some, you know, side, side protection. The little lanyard so I keep it around my neck and I have no excuse to not put them on, even though I've managed to constantly take them off. And we have to look out for Jeff. He's our future. Yeah. <laughs> I had have, I have LASIK uh, corrective surgery, so I, I need to protect my investment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, gloves. We didn't talk about gloves. That's true. I, uh, You're well, a Well, Rich, where? yeah, you wear yeah. gloves.
1: Sometimes I wear the. I cut the fingers off, not yeah. my fingers, but the glove fingers off, so I can, I can feel what I'm working on and all that. So it's important for me to have that ability to touch something and see if it's hot, cold, or rough or smooth.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan of gloves. I wear like the knit gloves with the um, rubber palms. You know, when you're milling things from rough lumber, the the corners are extremely sharp because they're so square. Yeah, a Um, lot of
2: cuts. I mean, if you look at my hands, I'm not a glove wearer, and I always have three or four cuts that take weeks to heal because mm -hmm. they're the spots that you keep hitting, and they're on your knuckles, you keep breaking them,
0: and... Oh yeah, you could look over most times and you're bleeding. Yeah, at any point during the day.
2: <laughs> hey Rob, there's all blood all over I your know. hand. I I'm, I'm the shop bleeder.
0: So we do. We keep band aids and yeah.
2: um, Neosporin yeah. and uh, yeah, this pair of tweezers, like those tiny little tweezers, everywhere. Yep. There have been some monster, monster splinters here in the shop. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was uh,
0: finishing a piece of white oak. You remember yeah. that, yeah. Early yeah. in the morning, and uh, they make you shiver. Those, yeah. oh <laughs> yeah, it went through the glove, about this big, into you know the meat of my hand here. And Rob actually had to pull it out with like a pair of channel locks. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I do like to wear gloves. Um, even again, you know, when you get home at night, your hands feel just like a little bit better because you had, yeah, yeah. You had something protecting you. You
2: got to put the. I put on a lot of that O'Keeffe's at yeah. night, and I'll do it before I go to sleep because it's so kind of greasy feeling for me i can't put it on yeah that's why i don't like it yeah well i mean should we move on is that everybody out there tell us give us some feedback you know we we keep it on topic you enjoying the conversation anything to add we want to hear from you so
1: here we go again oh yeah with the petty gripe of the day. Yeah. Not the week, yeah. the day.
2: Yeah. There's, there's always so much to complain about. You do I mean, a little bit of grape. In general, I like to say that, you know, I want to be grateful and thankful for everything that I do have, and, and I think I am. And these petty gripes, although they're, they're real, they're somewhat in jest, but... Not the pretzels. No, not the pretzels. That's a serious topic. Today, I want to talk about the word custom. And I touched on it a little bit when we talked about Mike from Calavera Aprons and the
0: leather work, because this is custom. And even yesterday with uh, Will's question about yeah, cu- yeah. custom cabinets. What's custom? Like, when you go buy a
2: car, you get to pick out the color, and you pick out, like, do I want this type of air conditioning, this type of sound system? I'll have leather seats instead of, you know, cloth seats, wheel covers, etc. There. A host of options, but you never come home and say, I got a custom Chevy. That's a good point. It's, it's a Chevy, and these are just little things you picked out, and without... I don't want to sound disparaging. I'm just trying to say that we are a custom shop, Yeah. and, and this word has been co-opted by all sorts of makers of things that just take stock parts and put a ribbon on here and a bow on there. And that's fine, but don't describe it using the words that actually describe our work, because I'm a little bit offended by that.
0: Yeah, we've run out of adjectives.
2: Yeah. I mean, we used to be a custom cabinet shop, because that's what we do. We make one-of-a-kind stuff. There's nothing that's the same, ever. It might be similar if somebody asks us, but that's as close as it comes. So when all of these you know, run-of-the-mill shops are, are selling things that are a third the price that we are, and you all know the reasons why, and then saying this is a custom kitchen, it offends my sensibilities. And to me, it's completely dishonest, and there's no truth in that statement at all. So that's my petty gripe. Let me know how you feel. If you disagree, I still want to hear from you.
0: Yeah, and it makes it difficult for us to describe what we do. Because right. you say custom, and you're just lumped in with all these other schmoes that are doing... Not custom. Right. Artisan, <laughs> bespoke, <laughs> custom. We need new they, words. They've all been co-opted. There's I can't <laughs> think of a word that...
2: I mean, there's handcrafted ice cream and handcrafted yeah. this. And, and a hand- lot of it actually
0: is. Yeah. But a lot of it's being you know mislabeled. Yeah.
1: That's true. It's true. Yeah, it's 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 a shame, but it's
2: it's marketing. The, it's the,
1: yeah, it's the times we live in.
2: Yeah, sell, 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 without really any regard for. Yeah, I laugh when truth. I
1: when I see when I go by these kitchen showrooms and I see custom mm-hmm. kitchen available. I'm thinking to myself, nothing's this well, custom. It's,
2: let me ask you this, Rich: Have you ever seen anybody selling a kitchen that didn't use the word custom? Has there anybody said
1: no? No, not the regular
2: kitchen over here.
1: Yeah, standard cabinets with fillers. <laughs> it's
0: all custom. We uh we installed a stock, I'll call them stock, a stock kitchen. Yeah. Um, for a builder that we know, uh, going back probably fall of 2019. Yeah, that's where I yeah. lost my keys. Yeah. Right? yeah. At his house, we actually we uh at Tom's shop built him a kitchen and um, installed it in his own home. Uh, but this was for a client of his. Uh, he needed a favor, so we took a couple days and installed a, a stock kitchen for him. And it was, I mean, appalling. Yeah. It,
2: th- you know, the more you know about your craft and your trade, everybody out there, whether you're a woodworker, whether you're a plumber, uh, especially the tradesmen, you know the difference between good work and, you know, people that just don't care. Um, everybody does, even if you're not in the trades. You can see somebody who's just phoning it in. Um, so we do this every day, and we're constantly challenging each other to be as good as possible. It's There's there's no let-up here, and that's yeah. a great, healthy environment. So when we see that stuff going
0: on, we're just like, we'll rip it apart. We just will. Yeah, and there's, there's a clearly... No initiative to get better by these, you know, mm-hmm. people that are selling these things. Yeah,
1: because people are trying to survive. I guess I don't know. Yeah, and it's it's a shame.
0: But well, yeah. Well, they're all cleaning up. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 They're- they're- <laughs> we're the ones trying to survive. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know if it's because the standards have been lowered so yeah. far that custom is now like just run of the mill. That's just a generic word now. Yeah. It's a generic word. How about we use unique?
2: <laughs> we need to invent a word. <laughs> oh, that's it for the petty gripe of the week, folks. That's let's, it. Get on to, let's get on to something I'm nice sure, and positive. Yeah, sure, what we'll do we talk
0: got? About that more. Uh, Viewer question of the week. Who's got that?
2: It's a
1: gentleman in Denver, uh, Nate. Nate's a good guy. asked us this question yesterday, I guess, during our podcast.
0: Uh, well, no, he sent it over today.
1: I sent it over today. I, yeah. I'm, I'm wrong. Uh, it was the most versatile specialty plane. Which one is the, ve- the most ves- uh, versatile specialty plane out
2: there? Where's your beer? It's, I'm done. No, no wonder. <laughs> I want the other one. What's the question again?
1: The question is, which do you think is the most versatile specialty plane to use in the shop?
2: Okay. What are you going with? We'll let him go last because he's probably got the best one.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> Just a regular uh, apron plane. Uh, yeah, I don't... In fact, they do have it on me.
0: So just a block plane?
1: It's just a little yeah. block plane. Again, it's it comes in handy. It just breaks... Oh.
0: Lee Nielsen. See, I'm a Lee. I, I prefer Lee Nielsen to yeah. Veritas. The Veritas, yeah. Personally. They're,
1: I got this from not, a, yeah. uh, a special gentleman I used to work with uh, in... Uh, up north uh, gave me this like he sold it to me. But.
0: <laughs> gave it to me for money I love it you uh, gave it, it to me for some money we traded yeah. for money uh, yeah. but why? he gave me a great deal
2: gave why me a great is deal. that the best and most because versatile.
1: this is the one this is the one I'm comfortable with first of all it fits in my hand real easy if I wanted to break this edge I'll just
2: what else we'll do we hey, talking he's, he's playing in my you, bench you yeah. want to know versatile
1: well I could actually hit you with it right now <laughs> And I'll uh, <laughs> put my hand around it, and it'll give me more weight to hit you in the head.
0: Plane and murder weapon. Also, we also you could probably
1: hold the door open with it. You just yeah. stuck it under the door because it's got this little curve here.
2: Paperweight?
0: Yeah.
1: Paperweight. wants to, to hold my...
2: So you're saying a small block plane is probably the most yeah, versatile. Yeah, for me
1: it is. It's, right. it, comes, it comes in handy.
2: Well, you know I have a special relationship with the yeah, small block
1: plane. Yeah, I know. I know. Good thing you didn't see this one.
0: You made out though because you have the better plane, I, yeah. if, if I have to admit. Of course he does.
2: No, oh, I paid for this. He stole mine. Yeah, I but you still made lesser. out with the better yeah. one. <laughs> I stole the lesser of the two. I actually you didn't I had see the that. same one. Yeah.
0: yeah. And these guys got me this for my birthday. <laughs> I think it's the same one. <laughs> yeah, it is. They had a uh, like a different angle. Yeah. This is a 102 i think and the 103 which is discontinued had a different bed angle or something but this is a great plane yeah all
2: right
1: so what's yours there robert
2: Uh, i i definitely go with a shoulder plane you know something you want to
1: explain to the people what a shoulder plane is Uh, i think
2: i think jeff's got one right there
0: you know you took my tool oh i did because that's what i was going to say oh
2: Second. Well, yeah, you should have one second. What can I do? You better start thinking. I'll, I'll stall for time. <laughs> this is a shoulder plane for everybody that doesn't know. Try to be easy on the, on the bench. Uh, you can see that the blade goes from edge to edge as opposed to like on a, a regular block plane. You can see the blade doesn't go all the way across the bed. Um, so what you could use this for is trimming tenons, so it'll go straight up to the shoulder. Um, and, that, and that's really why it's called the shoulder plane. You can put it on its side and hold it and trim the shoulder that way. You could use a, a shooting board, which is a way to hold a, you know, a, a board and uh, trim the edge of it, whether it's at an angle or straight.
1: Yeah, and for miter work.
2: Yeah, and you know, in a pinch, I mean it's not what it's designed to do, you could also use it to knock down a corner um, Or you know, shave down a bump of some sort. But uh, yeah, th- I—you're <laughs> gonna laugh, but I have a smaller one that is. Yeah. My oh,
1: <laughs> go figure.
2: <laughs> this one, this is a beautiful plane. This is another Lee Nielsen made in the States, but tool <laughs> The One that has just a size smaller than that, and it's it's nice. It's my favorite. Are you talking about the three-eighths <laughs> inch one? No, no. <laughs> Not that one, the Veritas one. Yeah, the yeah. five
0: 8s the five 8s
1: <laughs> It's so small, he can't even find it now. On his no, bench. no,
2: it's probably about this big, and it, it it's very, very useful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great for I use it a lot for when we do mortise and tenon If stuff. it's sharp, I mean, that's yeah. really.
1: Again, yeah, it, it's the key is keeping your tools sharp. That, that's yeah. the just like the kitchen, the, right? Yeah, it's the most important thing to do with any of your
0: tools. All like, tools are dangerous, right? yeah, exactly. Tool. Exactly. You know, for me, the biggest thing is the time investment. I'd rather spend, this is like a $200 plane, I'd say. um, And the Veritas, I think, is probably about the same. But I I would rather spend the money up front and be able to set up the blade with the stones that I have, um, which don't go super coarse, rather than buy something, you know, vintage, antique, that needs a couple days of setup. You know, sharpening, it's not fun. So after <laughs> a, a while, work. Yeah. you want to give up and you might not bring it to the point where it needs to be. Um, so if you can just take it out of the box, you know, I go up to like a 12,000 grit stone, um, get your micro bevel with that and then go from there. You know, this has been set up once since I got it. This is on the second, you know, real sharpening. It, it doesn't take a lot of maintenance when you have a good a good yeah. tool. Good, good blade, good mm-hmm. hardness. Well, since you took my uh, <laughs> choice, <laughs> and...
2: I know you got another one up there. I mean, does that shave count? Um... Rabbit plane. I mean, it shave's pretty versatile.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go with the. So this I mean, is the, about um, the small router plane from Lee Nielsen. Um, it's good for, you know, small hinges, stuff like that. I use it to clean out, you know, the bottom of a, of a dado for uh, some floating shelves we just did. So any, any instance where you need to set a depth. So this, you know, this blade is, you need a, a screwdriver to loosen this, but... The blade is adjustable down you know it'll go down probably about a half inch uh has a little depth stop on it so anytime you need a very specific depth in a groove or a dado you know this will help you clean up can you think of any other tool that can do what that does uh a chisel but not you know it's nowhere near as effective because you know, it's all the depth is controlled by you versus mm-hmm. this where, you know, you're not right. going to be able to push. This blade is only going to go as deep as it's set because it's not, you know, it will pull itself down a little bit, but it'll just sort of stop. Um, but yeah, that's a great little, I got that to do the hinges on the confessionals because we use, <laughs> these, olive, so many. <laughs> yeah, we use these olive knuckle hinges in there. were four doors with three hinges each and um, there's no router jig for these olive knuckle hinges because they're all um the castings are all a little bit irregular so you literally you have to do them all by hand so that was a big help in getting them all you know consistent yep. depth that's a pleasure to use
2: isn't it yeah yeah
0: yeah and for this is the smallest one they make it it'll it'll take a good cut you know it's got a quarter inch uh, wide blade very good So i hope
1: that answered your question nate from denver
0: yeah, thanks, Nate. Nate actually uh, gave some really good insight on the intro to the podcast. So. Oh, cool. Thank you, Nate. Yeah. Thank you.
1: He you told me you told us to cut it off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he did tell us to shorten it, which actually made it a lot better.
1: And uh, I guess that's it. Uh, that's it for today. Oh. Yeah. Oh, we got to do the review of the beer. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks as you can see, us. as you can see the review, this is... Rich liked it. This is <laughs> yeah. done, so...
2: I guess, I guess the, it's going to get some positive reviews.
1: It brought back memories yeah. of uh, go ahead, Rich. Jersey go City because yeah. uh, this was like a unique thing to get this oh, like fancy this cap that yeah. you can actually refill it with. You can't play stuff. Scully's with that cap. No, oh, you can't. You can't, <laughs> no. you can't play bottle caps. If you've heard
0: of yeah. Scully's, you know, uh, reach out to us because these guys <laughs> grew up playing that. Yeah,
1: but uh, I love it. It's it's very refreshing. It's it's what is this a twenty ounce or? It's mm, or no,
0: it's, I think it's twelve.
1: Is it twelve? I thought it was bigger. It's a Pee nice bottle.
0: Uh, I love the bottle. Oh, wait. 15.2 ounces. Yeah, and it was a 450 milliliters. For I liked goals. it. It was very good.
1: Uh, again, I'm a regular beer drinker, so this tastes like regular beer to me. Just like a little less less bitter than a Heineken. Uh, but I liked it.
2: Good, good. Um, I guess you go second since uh, Yeah, I liked it.
0: I like Grosch. Um the bottle's cool. It's sort of like a uh, novelty kind of thing, but um, I like these European style pilsners. This is like what most American, you know, macro uh, beers were based off of. Right. your Bud, you know, Budweiser, Bud Light, all that. Uh, so it's good. Definitely a good, uh, easy drinking beer. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: I'll be honest. I didn't even really remember what it tasted like as much as. The bottle, you know, I saw the <laughs> bottle, and like rich people that are our age, this was such a, uh, you know, an exciting thing to have yep. a bottle of this back then, and um, I enjoyed it drinking it. It, as Jeff says, that he could really describe these things much more accurately, and I agree. This tastes like what I think of as an American beer, like a regular, you know, standard beer, um, and maybe, like, a nice
0: version of that. Right. You know, crisp. What what the beers... Yeah, this probably isn't made with uh, rice and corn. Right. Like, it's probably what they all started out being. Yeah, this is, like, the done the correct... Done the Green Street way. <laughs> That's right. Versus, this is the
2: Green Street version of Budweiser. Yeah. Not even. Probably. This is, like, a
0: custom... <laughs> this is a custom kitchen. Yeah. And then there's some, like, place in... Um, you know. <laughs> you know, in Czechoslovakia where they're making a pilsner you've never heard of. Yeah. 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 Um, exactly. So it was good. It was it was a nice trip down
2: memory lane. And these bottles, you can't keep talking about them. I mean, you can't stop talking about them. They're just so cool. Yeah. Thick. The, even up here where you're drinking from, it's really thick and rounded like it was just like blown glass. Yeah. So shout out to
0: Grosh.
1: A new sponsor, hopefully. Three
0: thumbs up. Six enthusiastic thumbs up. Yes, yeah, exactly.
1: Well, that's it. We have a we actually have a customer coming in uh, yeah, any today. second now, so uh, we're gonna reel her in and uh, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> no, she's already agreed to this table we're gonna build her. So yes. she just wants to come and see the shop and and uh, see who up. we are and all. We'll yeah, yeah. So we're looking forward to that, and uh, we're looking forward to our next uh, podcast.
0: Yeah. All right. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, or next week, something. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Take care. Good night. Be well out there.
1: (laughs) Don't touch my fucking dial. You got to hide the evidence to cuss